What is up, guys? This is Elijah and Ben with the Adaptive Citizens Podcast. We are back for another episode. Um, today, we're going to try and do something a little different um, and stay on track. because That's something that I have an issue doing. Um, and Ben has also noticed that I have an issue doing that. Ben doesn't really get off on topic as much as I do. Um, however, we kind of wanted to address a few things, um, one being the name of adaptive citizens and then why this podcast is in correlation with that name and how it how it makes sense um and then you look back at our old podcasts where a lot of it kind of seems like long tangents yeah ranting yeah exactly um frustrated things but ben and i were talking before we started this podcast today um about there's this it's sometimes it's really hard to get your point across um, because there's a lot that needs to be said, um, and it's hard to not get passionate about it or emotional about it because we care a lot about what we have and what we want to see for the future of our children's, yep. children's, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so there is a lot of doom and gloom that's talked about, um, but Ben and I don't live in this constant state of doom and gloom at all. No, I think I think it uh, it might come off that way, um, because it we are obviously talking about stuff that's going on. But I noticed when we were kind of we we're driving back here from the range um, that we don't hit on the stuff that we are already taking care of. Of like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing to prepare for it, and the kind steps. of the steps yeah. and kind of the whole. You know, we're adaptive citizens, and and in order to help you guys then that was kind of the like hey we should probably say these are the things we're taking care of in our own homes mm-hmm. let's relay that to the other people give other people direction kind of like hey these are things you should probably work on doing right and so one of the things that we talked about apart from that was talking about a specific negative subject and then instead of just talking about it and ranting about it we would then give solutions yeah exactly which we're not experts by any means, we're just average dudes like a lot of the people that listen to this. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that I think that people don't understand is um, nobody's an expert. Yeah, like a lot of us, are, this is the first time we're having to deal with this because our dads before us or their grandfathers all had different things going on in the country that they had to deal with, and I know that my dad never had to deal with anything to this level mm-hmm. with the government and you know, food shortages, like he lived a fairly easy life. Right. And now we're kind of getting the shit under that. And hopefully our kids won't at, at the age they're at when or when they're our age, hopefully they're not dealing with what we're dealing with now. Hopefully, but there's always going to be something else. There yeah. always will be. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of jump right into it for the negative subject. And then we <laughs> will give um, some solutions. So the, Something that is should be a hot topic, but is not being talked about, which is weird. It's weird to me, and it's 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 I, well, and I bet it's because of the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trials that they're trying to cover that shit up, have people distracted. Uh, maybe because think about it, they're live streaming that shit. Well, yeah, and people are focusing on Johnny Depp and his girlfriend that can't go to the bathroom correctly. 
apparently, yeah. And Chris Rock and Will Smith, and then Dave Chappelle getting tackled on it's stage. Funny, it's all celebrities too. It's all celebrities. It's just it's it's like, it's like this is how it's always been, and people are they're ignoring the fact that this is nothing new. No, it's a play they always do. Is like we're gonna insinuate something going on, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's why that they're live streaming and putting this much coverage is there's not right. this much coverage on court cases as much as they have done now. Right, and it's it's a perfect way to distract the public yeah. and do something under their nose, which is what we're leaning into. What's going on? So, what is going on? Uh, Biden is handing over U.S. sovereignty to the WHO in two weeks nullifying the powers of the states. So what does that mean? Um, This is kind of, this is an article that we found, um, and I kind of screenshot some parts of it that are headlining so you can kind of get the gist of what's happening. Yeah. Officials from the Biden administration are working to give the World Health Organization the power to, uh, sorry, I'm trying to, (laughs) my cord's in the way. I can't read it. Um. unilaterally declare a health emergency in any country, thereby giving them emergency powers. The message from the administration and the vote are going unreported by the heritage. Uh, The heritage media. Sorry, I have to go to the next slide. Uh, But former Congressman Michael... Bachman, I'm gonna. I don't know how to pronounce that. Is working hard t- at sounding the alarm. So there's one guy allegedly sounding the alarm. Um, this is the biggest global power grab that we have seen in our lifetime. This was another thing. This means the WHO would have decision making authority to intervene in the United States government policy and any nation of the world without our permission as in us, the citizens of the country. Exactly. Um, For instance, the lockdown where you see 26 million people today locked down in uh, Shanghai, China, they can't leave their apartments or homes. The WHO would have have the authority to be able to enforce that here in the United States on whatever pretext they want. They don't have to show data or data, however you say it. Uh, They could do this. So... What are your thoughts on that? Like, just, I mean, I, and here's the problem with the internet is not everything you read is accurate. But yeah. let's just say the very first sentence that the Biden administration is signing over the U.S. sovereignty to an organization, not a government, not another country, but an organization that is, if you go down the rabbit hole, part of the New World Order. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... So the first thing I'm looking at is the part of it was that the the reason they have the power is it's uh, the state of national emergency is what they said. And obviously, I think what we're seeing is so they had the pandemic Mm -hmm. and that was, as a lot of people said, this is a precursor of what is to come. And I think this is what's coming down the pipeline as they said. We're gonna have this this virus. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do this. We're gonna say you need to wear masks. We're gonna we're gonna create all these mandates, and we're gonna see how the public reacts. And they realize, wow, majority of these people will just do what we say. Right. There's a very 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 small majority, you know, people that are going, uh, no, that's fucked up. Yeah. And now I think this is why they're going. You know what? Let's go move forward. We're gonna start doing this. Mm-hmm. 
of going down of the New World Order. And what's weird is because so if you look at China right now, and which is even crazy too that you didn't see the the as much in the news of them boxing up the cats and the dogs and shoving people into camps and and, and you know congregating people together and, and putting them segregated you know to where they couldn't live their lives right but in china the uh firearms that they have are almost non-existent mm-hmm. right so what i wonder we'll just say hypothetically this happens and it goes down and they try to enact this on american soil we've got firearms mm-hmm. so it's kind of like <laughs> but at the same time it's <laughs> gonna be a spicy situation well you would think so you would hope so yeah like I, w- I don't hope for any type of war, no. or, but I would hope that people, that would, resist. people would resist something like that. But yeah. then at the same time, you look at what happened the last couple of years, a lot of people, the, the most of resistance you saw was protesting with pickets. It, it, even if that. That's what I'm saying. It's like well, it was – like the, what people don't understand is that in the United States, we have the Second Amendment. Yep. And not just the Second Amendment, all of our amendments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is no other country in the entire world that had a constitution or bill of rights that was created based off of the moral values of God, Christianity. Yeah. And so I'm not saying it's better than anything else. What I'm saying is, is that every other country out there, you are told and you do what your government tells you. In the United States, what we have is the Bill of Rights, and it's based around the the law of of God. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I'm trying to put it in the right word so it makes sense. Um, but so the the way that America's ran is that the government, or um, whether it's state or federal, when it's supposed to be ran the way it's designed, is that. They just enforce the rules that we as citizens have agreed upon. Right. And so in other countries, it's the other way around. Exactly. They create the rules and you listen. If you don't, there's repercussions. Yes. So that's a good way to put it. Um, But a lot of the people that don't listen to the rules that the United States government makes Mm -hmm. generally have more of a religious belief. Um, But the downside to that is a lot of those people are morally respectable people and they have really good values and they're just – assets to society so they're not going out screaming and crying on the ground freaking out but there's a lot of those people that are getting to the point of like what the fuck are we doing what is going on right now and i i mean you you're even seeing it on tiktok now yeah. there's there's people like and i of all places where there's a bunch of like there's army soldiers doing stupid dance videos well, but then you have i ran into this dude the other day an ex-special forces dude like He's legit. You know, I didn't, I thought it was like, whatever, you know, some TikTok mm-hmm. special forces guy. Yeah, that ain't real. But I actually got his information because we started talking. But he did, he did one of those videos where he's like, what is going on? Like, what is happening to this country? Well, they're with, with TikTok, they've shown that, um, let's, well, for one, TikTok is, is not owned by anyone in America. It's, no. it's, um, it's owned by China. It's, it's a Chinese propaganda application hmm. and the way it's designed at least for the american side is that if you do stupid dances and shit that they promote it mm-hmm. like look at the people who have the most views the most followers are people doing these stupid dances and mm-hmm. and stupid shit that does not contribute or help 
intel, uh, you know, people's intellectual side at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas, which is crazy that it is this way. They in China, even as oppressive as they are, as far as the application, it's it's promoting people who are doing things to help with the country. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it it's we as Americans are are fat, lazy, and are just have let ourselves go. Yeah. And it's so, and that's kind of you know leading to what you know we're talking about in the on the drive here about being adaptive citizens is that we have to be able to see what's going on. We have to go, you know what? Yes, this is what's going on. And instead of bitching and complaining, we have to do something about it. And it could be as something, you know, as we'll kind of go down the line, but um, one is, is recognizing it's happening. Right. And going, okay, instead of bitching about it, understand, okay, what can I control? and What can I not control? Right. And then we start preparing for the things we can control. Well, and I think you had a really good point when we were talking about this uh, on our way here. Um, how obviously we worry. Oh, yeah. Um, we're aware of the situation. We're worried about the situation. But then we have questions about the situation as in like, how is this not something that's being voted about? Yeah. How, how, yeah. That's a really good point that you made was like, like, this is happening. Like, there was now, if there's a, a gun bill or something, we're like, oh, it's got to go to the House, got to go to the Senate. Yeah, right. But, and, but now all of a sudden, the Biden mis- administration can just sign over our sovereignty to an organization. Like, how is that even legitimate? Yeah. How is that like, and that's where people are like, oh, it's not real. It's not really happening. And I'm sorry, but there's a lot of things people said it's not real, it's not happening, and it's come to fruition that that is exactly what was happening. Yeah. And so I take a lot of things with a grain of salt, but at the same time, I don't let things pass by and be like, ah, I don't just brush it off anymore. So I, I give it some attention, yeah. and something like this isn't getting enough attention, especially within like the the adaptive citizen realm of things, like the 2A world. I don't see anyone talking about this. All of the mainstream guys are worried about their next YouTube video. And that's, yeah, it, it really, because I think Luke has kind of made the point, and I, and I started looking at it from kind of what he was saying about the whole, um, these 2A people um, putting out this content, either them shooting or whatever. And he's like, some of them are not good shooters, and he offered to help. And I think that's, that is kind of where we as citizens need to be, is that see the problem, offer solution. Mm-hmm. But I started looking at all of these 2A people, and it's a lot of them are just posting, here's my new product, here's my new thing, oh, here's the new model of this. And there's really very few that are are willing to talk about, hey, this is what's going on in the news right now. Whether it's, you know, whatever percentage is actual real, why aren't you taking note to that? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you... Because the guns isn't about – it shouldn't be about products and your cool click on Instagram. It should be about why we even have the Second Amendment in the first place and how we preserve that, right? Mm-hmm. And so obviously there is a version of marketing. There is a – I mean, you, as like me, as a, a brand and you as a brand, there is a version of marketing that we have inherited kind of or created ourselves – um, and in order to produce sales, in order for us to keep doing what we're doing, we have to market to some level, especially being a small company. We can't just not market. 
Um, but then there's things where you see like really ridiculous, useless things like your cool guy CQB videos. You know what I mean? Like I've done those videos and that's why I don't do those videos anymore. It's not because I don't have the, the resources to do it. I just, I didn't see as much value in it as I felt I could offer. Yeah. And And, this uh, is what I'm talking about is, and I, and I think like, you know, with going down that is kind of the same thing is I, I've been really, you know, if anyone follows my Instagram, I've been posting stuff just to be like, Hey, I still exist, but I'm really looking as I need, I need to figure out a way to help educate. I'm not a entertainer. I'm not, that's not who I am. You are better at it. But I look at it as like that CQB video. Now, if you would have filmed it as a cool guy video, but then it'd have been cool to then take that and then use it as education of like, you know, like doing a voiceover and going, hey, you know, notice how this guy stacks here, this guy's here. Look how the, he pies this corner. Well, and then you you fall into that trap on the internet where you're not qualified to share that information. And for me as a civilian, I even tell a lot of civilians this, like CQB is cool but mainly just the basic fundamentals of it. Like actually doing that and focusing a lot of time and spending a lot of money to take CQB classes as a civilian, I don't see useful as no. much as it is to just, cause there's dudes that I have ran into. We've done like CQB slash home defense classes and stuff in the mm-hmm. past. And 90% of the people that take those classes are not even understanding how to manipulate a firearm or understand basic firearm safety. So they're jumping way up and beyond where they should be Um, and I was one of those people too in the the very beginning where I I wanted to do what all these cool guys were doing but I couldn't just check myself and like hey stop what do I need to get good at and we even went over that today on the range we were doing those drills and stuff and we found a lot of flaws in our and what we're doing Um, but my, my point is is there's things that entertainment is valuable for sure yeah, I think I think people if they strategically look at it as entertainment get to get them in, and then while they're in, let's educate them. Right, and so there's there's certain areas where I don't believe in educating people based off of things that you've heard. I think it's educating people based on the things that you've experienced and done yourself. Um, and so that's one thing I was talking to another guy um, that's local to here the other day, um, that's doing classes and stuff, and I told him that I am creating my own curriculum for firearms training Um, because that's what I've been doing more than anything else within the preparedness Mm -hmm. realm other than like growing food and stuff, right? So one of my issues with education is I'm still learning how to reciprocate information that I have absorbed over time. So I can show you all day long. What I'm trying to do is articulate the words to use in order for you to understand what I'm doing. Um, because I think that matters. And I think that as an educator or a teacher of any subject, you should have multiple different ways to explain the exact same thing because every single student is different. Yeah. People retain information differently. People have different stress levels. They have different physical capabilities. Like not everyone, not every single person is the exact same. Like the closest you could get is maybe the army, but even then there's you know what I mean? Like, cause well, you have requirements and shit, but like you don't, you don't have those types of requirements when you're doing classes to the public. Yeah. And I think, cause I know that was really interesting when I was getting out, they, you have to go these, you know, out processing 
uh, classes, whatever, and they mm-hmm. one is they teach you, not teach you, they show you how you learn. And they try to show you, like, hey, like, if you understand the way you learn, you can absorb the information better. Mm-hmm. And I think as a, as a teacher, if you can provide multiple ways or multiple streams of education, like you said, if you can say it correctly, you can show it correctly, or at least show it in a way that people go, ah, I see what you're doing right there, mm-hmm. and then apply it, then you're hitting all the bases, and it should – I mean, there's always not going to be everybody, but that should hit most people. And it's like, if you can understand that, like if you're creating this curriculum, if you can, like you said, if you can get the words out there, you can show it in a way they're like, I get what you're doing. Like, I get why you do that or how you, you know, go about it. I think that's would be very good. Your mic's having issues today. It is. <coughs> I need some Loctite. I don't think it's locked out. I think your tape was moved. Tiana adjusted it at one point too because it was doing the same thing to her. So anyway, so we need to get back to the main point of this though is that we have shown the issue. Yeah. And so for a situation that we cannot control, there is nothing we can do about this situation because we're not given the option to vote. We're not being told about this. Um, There's a vote that'll be happening, but not for us. No. And that's... So that's okay. So as we're talking out loud, I think, yeah, the biggest thing is we don't have at least as far as we're on uh, aware, is there's no vote, and then also, the only thing we there's I mean there's there's two things that I guess we can do is raise awareness, mm-hmm. try to get more people aware of what's going on and the consequences of this thing that is potentially happening. Yeah. And then the other thing is, like, when we're talking on the way here, was um, getting your household in order. Right. So, you know, like... So let's start with step one, though. Like, a situation like this, it's not... It's all rooted together, right? So there's multiple things that are happening right now. There's food shortages that are coming. 24 food processing plants are down, have been burnt, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're down. Actually, make that 25 because there's also a uh, baby baby formula plant that has been shut down by the FDA and they won't bring it back up. Why it was shut down, I do not know, but it is shut down. There is a formula shortage for infants right now. Did you see that um, Bill Gates and some other rich guy is creating a synthetic breast milk formula? Oh, wonderful. That's going to be great but, for your child, right? But Just put that, it right into them. But isn't that funny how that's happening that's what I'm time. saying. It's 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 not a coincidence. No. None of it is a coincidence, and it's not a conspiracy. And if you think that, this is not the page for you. It doesn't make any sense for you to think that way anymore. It no. doesn't – like – so that's just – again, that's just another section of this. So you have all of that going on over here, and now you have these people over here saying that whenever anything happens medically – we as the U.S. government and we as the people of the United States will never be able to vote or communicate or say yes or no if there's going to be something enacted emergency-wise within health. Um, that is fucking insane. That is – that there's no logic in that to me. And I don't think that any man – so that's like me coming over to your house and be like, hey, get in your bed. You have a fever. And you're like, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Like I need to still go to work. I have – I've got bills to pay. I got shit to do. You know, I don't work around food. Like I'm not in, I'm not, you know, going to get anyone sick. I'm like, nope, I'm locking your door from the outside. Mm -hmm. You have to stay inside your house. 
Well, okay, well, I'll just break out of my window. Okay, break out of your window. I'll fucking tase you. That's literally what's happening, but to our country. And, it's, and, 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 the, and the noose is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And you know what happens when people don't have any fucking food? Dude, that's when, that's when good people become criminals. That's what I'm saying is those really nice neighbors you thought you had, they're either going to steal from you or you're going to steal from them. Oh, 100%. It's a dog-eat-dog world, man. And I, I think a lot of us men that have this like alpha mentality of I'm not going to let people walk all over me they have that same mindset of my family will eat before yours. And I think th- I respect that Yeah. because if you don't think that way, when things do go south, you will be taken advantage of. You will lose. Yep. Um, so I think that a lot of it has to do with mentality. So how do you prepare for something to this magnitude um, in advance? And if not in, van- in advance. If you haven't done it already, you're probably fucked. Yeah. And – the only okay, so I think to start off, if you know, with with everything going on, being that guns and ammo are kind of more readily available, if you haven't had, if you don't already have one, get one, mm-hmm. get as much ammo as you can afford, mm-hmm. and then right now with the food going like we're seeing the writing on the wall, there's already you know grocery stores that their shelves are going empty. Stock. Or the prices are also increasing oh at the same time. Yeah. So if it's not on, if it is on the shelf, it's more expensive. And your and your dollar does not is whatever your dollar was worth yesterday is worth less today. Yes. So, and I know this is like sounds like bad advice, but if you've got a credit card and you ain't got a whole lot of money, max that shit out mm-hmm. because a month from now shit's gonna be worth even less. So yeah. get the shit you need, mm-hmm. you know, because especially if you have a credit card put it on the credit card because that shit's covered and it's not your debit card. Like yeah. just, and get what you need because if shit goes South, it's not going to matter. So what would you recommend somebody? So like everyone's household is different. Yeah. You have more people in your home than I do mine. Yep. And so what would you recommend per person in a household have when it comes to food and water? Let's just start there. Those two basic fundamental things that people need to survive food and water. How much does one person need and how long? Yeah, I was going to say, it's usually, it's it's time. And the, the most valuable thing you can have is water because you can live, I think it's like a month or 15 days. i trying to remember back in survival things, uh, good old Boy Scouts. I think it's 15 days you can live without having any food substance and be fine before you actually start needing calories again. And it's seven days without water. Mm-hmm. So obviously water is way more crucial. Um, and I I'm thought sure it was like 72 hours without water. No, you can go longer. Okay. Your body's, your body's, I mean, and it's, you're going to be struggling. Yeah. But that's like extreme. So obviously water is way more valuable. Um, I, gosh, I'm horrible at this. I think I have around I'm trying to think how many containers we have I think I have roughly 200 gallons of water um, and that's because I have potentially because I have shared custody of my kids if I have them at that point it's it would be five mouths to feed in our family mm-hmm. so I have to go okay that I think we figured I forgot how many months it was but technically I should at least double or triple that amount just to at least do like a year. Well, and and so a lot of people think about just storing water 
another port another part to that is other ways to collect and mm-hmm. fil- filtrate water yeah collecting um, rainwater is really good well and then some people have the argument well i don't live in an area where it ever rains so i was talking to a guy earlier somewhere in the the western another uh central state i don't remember where he said exactly he was i think it was whatever it doesn't matter my point <laughs> is is that it hasn't rained since october yeah and so like they grow a lot of wheat there and so they're not making any money. They're not growing any crops. Um, and so that's not an option for a place like that. Um, for a place like here, it rains very little. Mm-hmm. Um, we have more wind and dust blowing around than we do water. Yeah. Um, at least in our general area within Idaho. Um, but having ways to filter water, water yeah. purification tablets, water filtration ta- or like sets, their dirty bag, clean bag, you know, the filt inline filters, stuff like yeah, that. Having there's... multiple of them, that's that's what I would recommend is store water, have water stored, um, but also have those things as well. Yeah, if you could, I, yeah, I would definitely use your your water filtration first, mm-hmm. um, and then have your water have water in reserve because you're eventually gonna have to tap into that anyways. Also, contrary to popular belief. Canned food never goes bad if um, if it if is you, not punctured or yeah. rusted. It is not bad. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it dry. Keep it dry. So, And that's one of the things that we do is whenever we go to the grocery store, like it could be for fucking just milk. Mm-hmm. Get two cans of something. Spam, anchovies. I don't – chili. Ugh. I don't care what it is. I know canned chili. Do I grew up on? I love canned chili. I grew up on canned chili. No, I don't either. But like spam, dude, I fuck with some spam. Spam's good, dude. Spam masubi, that's my shit. But my point is, is get two cans each. And still to this day, I think I saw the most expensive like a can of Campbell's soup was like a dollar eighteen. That was the most expensive I saw. Yeah. Um, out of all places that I go to the store, um, but get two of them. And so like, and Oh, okay. I don't have anywhere to put it. Bullshit. Bullshit. You got a crawl space or an attic. There you go. Like you don't even need to be a carpenter to make a little pantry somewhere. I mean, even a closet, just start stacking it up. Right. Like is everything in your closet useful? How many pairs of shoes do you and your wife have? Do you need all of them? Exactly. Like I, dude, I, I like people have this persona about me and I've, I've heard it multiple times, mainly from the trolls, Hmm. but they think that I just have a lot of things and I'm like rolling in it. I literally have one pair of shoes, one pair of slippers and like full on combat boots. That's it. Yeah. Like that's all you should have. If any, like you don't even need slippers, bro. That's like a luxury. Oh, it is. If it takes up space, throw it in the trash. Walk barefoot. You know what I mean? Like, it was just for winter because it was cold, right? Um, And we have chickens and whatever. I can make excuses all day long. But have some shit kickers and then have some fast runners. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, Make space. There's, like, we – I do it all the time. It's like spring cleaning every month. At least once a month, I'll go through everything. We have three bedrooms – Go through every single closet. What is in this room that this individual doesn't use? Obviously, I'm not moving people's shit without talking to them. But it's like, 
what are we doing with this? Do we use this? When was the last time we used this? Last year? Yeah. Could we ever use this in a potential situation in the future? No? Trash. Or donate it. Yeah. Like, stop holding on shit. If you're hoarding things, God, you're so fucked. You're, yeah. You're I, not putting things where it needs to be. Yeah. So I think, so with food, this is, everyone's, everyone's budget's different. Everyone's space is different. Um, so when you're going about doing your food preparation, so obviously, so obviously number one, get a gun, get ammunition for it. If you have access, you know, to buy more ammo, be as proficient as you can that your budget allows. Mm -hmm. So food, same thing, get what you can afford, but also look at it strategically. Mm -hmm. Canned food is great. Um, it keeps well, right. But be try to be a little more versatile of buying things that you can use in multiple things. Right. So it's kind of like rice. Rice is great. You yep. can use a lot of stuff. It's got good carbs. Um, it is kind of it's a thing. It's starchy, but mainly carbs. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're needing energy and needing calories, it's great. And there's places like Whole Foods where you can get this shit in bulk for really cheap. Yeah, you can buy like fifty pounds. And as long as it's not exposed to moisture, you're fine. Yeah. So. So. You know, and then if you have that, you know, you have to look at, you know, things a little bit deeper of, okay, so I have it. How am I going to cook it? Okay, so right. when the power goes out, if I can't use the power, how else can I cook it? And right. and what I would recommend is whatever that method is, have it with that setup or have it separate. And that is kind of like, okay, this is the reserve. This is plan A is we're going to use house power. Plan B is, okay, house power is out. We're going to use propane or if the you're generator diesel generator, generator or you're going to create a little fire outside you know something but have you know this is the component this is you know the ways to do that so and then also with the food things is buy certain luxury items like i know people you know they won't look at this as much of a luxury but like uh coffee or any type of little treats because if you're eating fucking rice for a month having those little things will keep the people in the house sane mm -hmm. because they were like i can't fucking eat rice another day like okay well let's let's break out we've got some canned peaches or you've got um a cake mix or something and we're gonna you know we're gonna have this as break up the monotony mm -hmm. so you kind of have to you know and say it only lasts for a month great that's that's awesome but you look i try to look at least six months to a year to possibly two years. Right. And I think that's realistic of, okay, if we can at least get that far, we should at least have something in place where we're like, okay, we can now grow this food. It's now growing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's as far as food storage, I'd really try to look at it strategically of. Yeah. I mean, there's different levels to it too, because yeah. you could like, and the reason why I mentioned the canned food thing is because like, that is one way of starting to store and keep yep. food um, that is extremely affordable and you have absolutely no excuse not to do it. No, and canned food, you don't technically even have to cook it. You no, can just, you could eat it just fucking cold. It may not be the best, but the calories. The, yeah, the canned vegetables, that tastes like shit. But like – But chili, you can eat cold. But I totally – I love that you mentioned the part of like keeping it next to the thing that you would utilize to cook it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I do. I did the exact same thing. Apart from that, um, create like <laughs> that's just kind of what we called it, but like your doomsday roles within the yeah. family. So 
if you're blessed with a based wife like me, um, she took on the role of like learning how to can, learning how to grow vegetables and make bread from scratch, mm-hmm. which super t- big turn on. First of all, I was like, that's awesome. You just made bread in my house. Like we didn't go to the store and buy a loaf. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've never had a woman in my life do that. And I thought it was fucking awesome. And but it tastes so much better. St- dude, it's real. You know what I mean? And so having the things that you need in order to make those things, mm-hmm. it just goes in hand in hand with what we were just talking about, having like the pots and the pans and the different types of uh, things that generate heat in order to cook the food, whatever. It's the same type of thing. Well, and it's like, so for like coffee, that's one of the things we're talking about. Um, because, be, you know, it's a, it's a luxury item, but it's, it's super cheap. Right. So you're, you know, for us, it's like we have our little, our little Keurig K-cups. And mm-hmm. that's normally how she makes her coffee. And then if she hits the fan, we have a huge, I think it's like a five-pound bag of coffee. Mm-hmm. But then we have, um, I want to say it's from their big in Italy, but it's also like Mexican culture where it's a uh, the little pot that you just have to heat up put the grounds in the top water in the bottom and you heat it up and it yeah. and it requires no power just mm-hmm. heat mm-hmm. but that little unit is with the coffee in our our storage for everything else yeah so it's kind of like like i was saying like that's and i was saying that because that's what we're doing so that way everything is has its place so you're not like great i've got my rice or i got whatever and i need to use it it's not like fuck where's this 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 and this yeah. it's like it's there Try to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. That way you're setting yourself up for success down the road if you ever have to use it. Yeah. Um, so we got water. Mm. We got food. So, I mean, there's another level to that, too, that we haven't talked about with food. Um, how you were saying six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you and I are both doing is investing in cows. Right. Yeah. Or pigs or whatever. So other than having your – if you have your own livestock, awesome. A lot of people don't. Nope. Um, like majority of the world live in, yeah. Well, I mean, I have chickens, but I, it's, you yeah. have chickens too. It's not really, I don't consider it livestock in my opinion. Uh, um, we need, eat, yeah. In order to do that, you really need roosters. I need a lot of chickens to consider that. But you can make like, chickens real fast. Yeah, I could, but I would rather do that, do that with rabbits. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're just easier to kill. There's less to do. <laughs> I don't know. My wife is having a problem with it, but I'm looking at it from a preparedness standpoint. Yeah. Like, I could skin that bitch in a minute, you know, I'm not worried about it. Um, but things like that, if you, if you have, fuck, you could find one person and like do a little bit of research in rabbits and invest in that. You could just breed these things, whack them, pack them, throw them in the freezer, dude. Um, or you could go to the level that we're going at and buying like half a cow or a whole cow, um, from like local ranchers and stuff. And they'll butcher it, and they'll give you all the meat, and you just throw it in a deep freezer. And that shit will last, what, what was it, like 500 and some odd pounds of meat? Yeah. And for our family, we were figuring if we had to ration it, we could probably do a year and a half if we eat the way we normally do easily a year. Yeah, and it's like if we're in hard times, you're not going to be eating fucking beef every night. I mean, if that's what I got. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm saying like in order pr- to yeah. preserve what you have, it you would be ever- smart to yeah. break it up and – um, we're going to have rice for three nights in a row. 
And then we're gonna we're gonna and, treat ourselves and have beef. And we're gonna have beef with our rice Ooh. that fourth night. You know what I mean? Like it's fancy night. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like you gotta. <laughs> it was just like the treats and the coffee and stuff like that. But then there's another element to all of that as well, where it's like having these luxury items or what is looked at as not a luxury item to a lot of people now. Mm-hmm. Um, pornography. Oh, so that would be. I, I yes. So I was like, that's in the bartering section, but. There are people that use these things, but like buying like pornography magazines, cigarettes, hard, coffee, hard alcohol, hard alcohol, um, different types of currency like ammunition and food, like extra stuff, like the bad stuff that you don't want to keep. Yeah. You know, um, some people like I told my wife, if shit goes south and we're on a full on like doomsday situation, I am smoking a cigarette. <laughs> like, I don't. What am I gonna do with a vape? You know what I mean? Or like. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, can't charge it. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to worry about that. And you think I give a fuck about my lungs at that point? Like, let's just be real. That's why a lot of dudes smoke in fucking combat and stuff like that. You're going to die anyways. Who gives a fuck? So that's kind of my thought process with that. But my main point is, is having these things to barter with. Yep. Because obviously, as you said earlier, every single day, that dollar value is going down. Yep. And then- And it has been forever. Yeah. essentially is worth nothing at this point. Yeah, you have to look at it as if things go bad and you – and that's kind of like – I look at it as if you can have a spot designated in your domicile, mm-hmm. as in there's an apartment, house, wherever you live. Mm-hmm. If you can start putting this together like today – and that doesn't mean like do everything at once, but if you can at least start, you're already going to be better off than you know 80% of Americans right now because most people – either live paycheck to paycheck, live day to day. Some of them don't prepare their own food. Mm. They just, they're so reliant on society that they don't know, they don't understand how to be self-reliant. And if you can at least start doing that now, you're going to be already ahead of the game. Yep. And you should have been doing this a while ago, but if you didn't, that's fine. You're at least starting today. Yep. And in this preparedness thing that you're creating, look at things that are luxury that if you didn't have... And luxury items you have to look at is things that are no longer produced that people want. Mm-hmm. So like cigarettes and pornography. Um, and when you look baby at baby like formula, baby formula. Oh my God. Especially think about it. Think about it. Like right now we're having an issue with baby formula. Think about us being in a total collapse. How many children would die? And I'm just being dead serious. This yeah. isn't a joke. How many children would die because of the lack of formula? or food in general. And if you could do anything to potentially make your family situation better, shame on you for not doing that. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen. You you got to do this now. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is as Americans, we have become far too comfortable with our situation, with not having a conflict on our land for so long. And so people are just, it's, it's just not going to happen here. I've had family members tell me that. Oh, it's coming. History repeats itself. And and if it doesn't, it, it often rhymes. And I want to say, I think they say every every 100 years, a, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Revolutionary like, type situation. The revolutionary or the uh the society or whatever collapses. Right. It's just kind of every hundred years. It almost says like a, either a hard or soft reset, but it is a reset. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of like, 
we're landing. It's coming. Yeah, we're it's... we're like right there. Like the fuse is just about to go out and before it, the explosion. Yeah, and we're <laughs> we're talking about it's like we're adaptive citizens, and I think the best way that we can look at it is instead of being reactionary, be um, more defensive of going, okay, I'm in this position right now. And life's – honestly, if you look at it and you go outside, the, life's still like, good. Yeah. But if you look at, you know, the 100 yards to a mile, whatever, down the road, and you're like, I see this coming, mm-hmm. I am a provider, presider, and protector of my family. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that we are not going to be screwed or at least try to make our lives a little less uncomfortable because I can see this is coming. Yeah. So you do is you prepare for it, but you still live your day to day. Yeah. And being prepared yeah. takes away the paranoia. Yeah. It, so you it, don't, you're not Alex Jones every time you're at the table. That with dude's going to die of a heart attack. But <laughs> I, I love Alex Jones to an extent. Like yeah. I, he has his moments. I think everyone does. But, like, he's been made out to be this fucking psychopath crazy guy. and What I think of what it is, is he sees all of these things happening, and they keep happening. Yeah. And I think he's just getting to the end of his, his Alex Jones cord. is right, man. Well, he is, but I think he's just getting to the end of his cord of saying, I keep telling you guys this is what's happening. Yeah. It happens, and you guys act surprised. Yeah. Like, are you fucking retarded? Well, yeah, and so I, I – wouldn't you go crazy? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't think just, he's crazy, but I like, like you feel like you're talking to deaf uh, people. Dude, like, yeah. Like how many fucking times do I have to tell you and show you guys? Like here's all the paperwork. Here's mm-hmm. the people involved. I'm laying it out in front of you, and you think it's all a lie because of CNN and ABC and MSNBC, whatever. All these motherfuckers are telling you the other story. So that's where I, that's where I like I vibe with that guy because he was right about almost everything he's ever talked about. Yeah. And so um that's why I always question people when they they're like, Oh no, you're just you're you're a conspiracy theorist or whatever. Um I just can't I can't with it because like I said, being prepared takes away the paranoia. So mm-hmm. if you're aware of a situation and you don't do anything to prepare for the potential situation that could happen, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're not a provider or a protector at that point. Nope. Um because if it happens and you can't provide and then because you can't provide, you then have to cower in order to figure out ways to provide for your family. Um, you've lost. And so if you don't take the steps when you see it coming, you will fail. But you're not just failing yourself. You're failing your, your family completely um, if you have one. So, yeah, it's kind of like the best way I can <clears throat> use as an analogy is like say you're driving down the road, right? Mm-hmm. And you got the guy in front of you. And as a good driver and you're in traffic, you should be kind of – you know, if you can see the car in front of them yeah. or kind of the traffic that's going on beyond them and you're like, oh, shit, three cars down, they're starting to break. So I'm going to start giving my distance for the guy in front of me. Right. So I don't have to sit almost hit, you know, I'm not in his back bumper. I'm having a nice I, – I can stop easily versus, you know, reactionary to the person directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing is you're just looking at life of, you know, this is what's going on, you know, whether this happens where we are part of it, I mean, it's, and it's with everything that's happened so far, there's no, there's no reason that it did, it couldn't happen mm-hmm. because I mean, fuck, I mean, we don't, we still don't know all of the details about COVID. We don't know 
where it came from, what the, the... But the next big thing happens and everyone forgets. Exactly. And so it's no longer, no one's really pushing it anymore. No, and, and like I said, if, if this happens and people haven't done anything or at least even started to try to protect or prepare, I, I don't know. I... So, yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. It's kind of like an eye roll thing because it's, it's inevitable at this point that something is coming. We just don't know what exactly and when exactly it's going to happen. We never do. Um, to say what if is no longer a thing. It's when. Um, yeah, it's not if, it's when. Yeah. So we've got food. We've got water. We've got ammo and guns, um, like, covered. So what would be one thing that people don't talk about a lot? I've got one thing I could mention. I don't really have a lot I can say about it because it's pretty obvious, but what is one thing that we didn't mention that people forget about all the time? Because most people, first first thought is, I got guns, I'm good to go. I'll hunt for my food. That's their thought process. Um, and then they're <laughs> like, I got water. They say that, they have like, downtown Boise and you're like guy yeah you're <laughs> Come gonna on get murked, bro um, you gonna go hunt for some squirrel so I'll so fuel a lot of people mm-hmm. don't have fuel they don't have they don't have a reason for fuel right because they don't have a backup generator yeah. um, and a fuel could be anything like wood it doesn't have to be gasoline it doesn't think... have to be diesel or propane but those are options of fuel well um, yeah I think you so you I think you if you if you put the word on fuel, it has to be what is its purpose? Because if you said fuel and say I was talking to you and you're like, I've got so much fuel. I'm like, sweet. Well, I need to get from point A to point B. And you're like, look at my wood stack. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do well, with that? Well, no, and I, what I mean by fuel is in order to cook okay, or to yeah, just bathe saying. comfortably or to um, stay warm. Yeah. You're talking you about, need yeah. some form of fuel to create heat. Yeah. So, sorry, it was more of a generalized term, but yeah. fucking stack wood. A lot of places will allow you to get a permit and cut up down trees in forests, national forests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just take it home and let it season and put it on the side of the house. Just keep stacking it. Um, have you ever noticed that all the new homes, I would, I want to say since 2005 – they're no longer putting um, fireplaces, legitimate fireplaces mm-hmm. with chimneys and all that in homes because it's a fire hazard. I think it was a, it was a fire hazard and it, it required too much effort. People uh, and people want to be lazy and just oh, that's what put my thermostat and just turn it. That's up. what I'm saying though, is that they have built modern day homes mm-hmm. to where if we lost electricity and we don't pay the state or the city their bill, we can't keep our families warm inside. Mm-hmm. So think about that for a second. Do you have a chimney? No. I don't have a chimney. Mm-hmm. So what are the alternatives to keep your family warm? I install one. <laughs> so a lot of people would see that and be like, oh, yeah, I'll just get one of those electrical ones plug it in the wall. You could. Yeah. But then you need, to, you need to have a generator outside. Yeah. How much fuel, like, have you had enough time to do the math to figure out how much that one tank will last you? How many hours with this amount of energy that's being pulled from it? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you wire it in? Do you have a guy to wire it in? Like, do you want all your neighbors to know that you have it? Like, generators aren't very quiet. Oh. 
Um, and if everyone's power's out and you're the only one with the fucking, <laughs> your lights are on and you're at the dinner table and you're having your music going and oh yeah, like guess who's a target? No, you know? see that's that's you start getting the tactics there. Cause that's what I'm saying. Turn is, your lights off. That happens at night. You're like we're just like you guys. But this is this is why networking is another factor to this. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate with your neighbors. You have to let your neighbors who you are. You have to let them know who you are your intentions as a person. Um, also let them know that you're not a fucking psychopath. But just letting them know, like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, this is my family. Like, mm-hmm. don't be a stranger. Um, sometimes there's neighbors that you don't want to do that with. Um, and rightfully so. Those are the people that you got to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky that I no, lo- no longer live in a situation or a geographical location where I have to worry about my neighbors. Um, obviously, like, Every neighbor makes notes about each other. They're just like, oh, like I noticed this or whatever. Um, but if if you develop a relationship with your neighbors, and it, you don't have to be best friends. No. You just just talk to each other. Um, I'm, it, hey, I'm not crazy. That, yeah, just any type of conversation, mm-hmm. anything. Uh, if they have kids and you have kids, let them play together. Like introduce them to one another. Like – Try not to be socially awkward. Um, that's one of the weirdest things about me is because, like, I generally just kind of mind my own business and I kind of want to be left alone a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the same time, you know, my neighbor down the ha- down the street has two kids. Like, my son wants to say hi. Okay, go ahead and go, go say hi to your friends, right? That's what he calls them. Uh, he doesn't even know their names, you know. But I don't want to be that guy that's like, no, 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 don't don't go talk to them. No, and I think what you're, what you're touching on is that we need to – Part of it is, is build community. Yeah, because that we're so absorbed in the internet and our work and because of inflation and all these things happening in the world that we can't even develop a relationship with the people that literally live next door to us. Mm-hmm. We, you, do you remember going to your neighbor and saying, hey, do you have a cup of sugar? No. You don't remember doing that? No. I literally grew up in that time. Like, You didn't do that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Did your family never run out of sugar? No. Okay, well, we did because we were poor. <laughs> but we always ran out of things. And so we would like, if I didn't have it, I'd ask one of my neighbors and they would have it and vice versa. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, at that level, um, not asking for things, but I did when I was, uh, when I lived in Spokane, Washington, um, we had a, a, I would say a street kind of community where I want to say like five or six of the houses, we all had kids or I honestly, I was one of the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all the same age. Yeah. And we would go out and we'd all come outside together and play on that street. Yep. Or we would do like bike races around the block or whatever. But yeah. Like we all played outside together. Yeah. And we had that little community of, yeah. you know, we knew each other. And, and that think, made our parents know each other. Exactly. Yeah. It was because of our relationship building as children. Our parents had no choice but to be involved in yeah, some way. Yeah, at least say hi. But then it, it, Makes it so it doesn't feel uncomfortable of like, hey, I need to ask this person of this thing. Yeah. Hey, can you help me out? Yeah. And we we're stronger as a community than we are. You know, everyone wants to be the the hero lone wolf. It's like, yeah, but you're not gonna get very far. But it's really nice when your neighbor texts you at midnight and like, hey, exactly. Somebody just knocked on my door and a car just sped off. It's twelve o'clock at night. I come outside and he comes outside and now we're talking about it and we're investigating. Oh, it looks like the house next door was teepeed. 
Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, cool. But, but we're watching each other's we're back. Wa- yeah. And if I ever saw somebody that I know that isn't living in someone's home snooping around or something, like people got cameras, people got dogs, like there's different things that people have, but knowing that there's people there that are looking out for you is very good because this could work in multiple different ways. Yep. Um, but that's just one way of networking, but building a community is also a part of that. Um, where we've talked in the past about like a contingency group, mm-hmm. um, your neighbors in the event of a catastrophic event, or like, let's say hurricane Katrina or, a fucking tornado. It doesn't have to be an invasion of some kind or something like that. It could yeah. be anything. Um, there's a lot of bonding that happens when you're faced with catastrophe. You And it's not something you would ever th- even think would happen. And you're mm-hmm. over here, you know, how many times have you seen in like movies or like even in like real videos where the neighbor runs over to the neighbor's, the other neighbor's house and bangs on the door and wakes up the whole family. Your house is on fire. Your house is on fire. And everyone wakes up, oh, my God, you saved your life. And they're like, grab the little kid that's just in his little pajamas and can't get out of the house fast enough. And like strangers, they don't really know each other, but they know about each other, you know. And so that's that's just a natural human instinct, in my opinion, a good human instinct is they would do something like that. But if you can build a little bit of a relationship before that, it makes it that much better. I think, yeah. So – Yes, if you can at least remove the awkwardness of we've we've said hi at least once. I know that person said hi back. We've kind of broke. We've broke the barrier. Like okay, if something were to happen, they're more approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what you're touching on that on that someone saw something happen and they did something about it. Um, to get a little religious, uh, in the Bible, it describes that as a miracle. Mm-hmm. And a miracle is described as, as, as God puts an opportunity in front of you to where you have the opportunity to, like, just leave it alone and keep on walking, which a lot of people do nowadays. And then it's – or you have the option of taking you out of your comfort zone and helping that person. Yeah. So even if it's something that's like – you know, like I still, when I see people broken down the road, I know that I possess skills of working on cars. I'm very familiar. I can do most stuff that other people can't. And if I see someone on the side of the road, I always try to see if, if they've got a phone. They're doing something that I may not be able to help them. But if they're just stranded, I'll pull over. Mm-hmm. And I will say, hey, you know, do you need someone to call? You have flat tire, whatever, because I know I can help them. Mm-hmm. And I think more people need to get out of their out of their own fucking way and help the less fortunate. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, just as simple as you could tell someone's maybe having a bad day and just like, hey, I really like your shirt. You know, or yeah. if you see someone, you know, getting bullied, stepping in, or it's just you know, again, it comes back to that building community. People are so self-centered and, and, and selfish that they're like, oh, you know, I, I might get hurt. Yeah, but that person is getting hurt way worse or they may die or, right. you know, they're, they're suffering more where you could see the opportunity to step in and make their life a little bit better. Yeah. And it's just it doesn't happen as much as we do it was, as it should be. But community is – if we could strengthen our community, I think we'd strengthen our country so much more. Yeah, I saw this quote not too long ago. It said, um, if you want to go fast, go alone. 
Mm-hmm. If you want to survive, go together. Yep. It's fucking real shit. Yeah. And so I think apart from like, there's everything that there's a lot of things that we have to do as individuals to be prepared mm-hmm. for us and our families. But if every single person is on the same page and doing that exact same thing, all of us together collectively will be better off in the long run, regardless of what comes our way. Period. Yeah. Like there's nothing else to it. It's that simple. Stop living in this false utopia that we are just safe and nothing's ever going to happen here. It's, it's, it's happening and it's, it's getting worse. It's only getting worse. And so it's like, I've got good news. At what point, what does it take for you to fucking just do it? And I'm not here to do it. If you want to just, you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Exactly. I don't care. Like, but I do care because I believe that I'm a good person and I want to see people prosper and be happy and live. And so that's me kind of in a way begging you to just take this shit seriously and look at what you can do to advance your situation. Yeah, it's so kind of two things. One, um, right now, as as we are right now, we we live in an age where we have so much information at our fingertips. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry, but if you are taking all of the information from us as fact and not doing your own homework, mm-hmm. like you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. I, I want this to be a motivation to go out and go, hey, you know, Ben and Elijah said that we or I should start preparing, start looking at your situation. Like, you know, if things, you know, stop existing in, in the comforts that we have now, how long could you last? Okay, well, where's one simple thing that you could do to make your survivability last longer? Yeah. And we're focused on that. And and as we have the internet right now, start doing some research. Yep. You know, listen to some audiobooks, maybe listen to some other podcasts that focus on just preparedness. You know, maybe you go to the library. Library still free. I you know could even the go to the. Exists. Yeah, it does. We go to the <laughs> library with our son all the time. He loves it. Um, but you could even go to the crazy prepper extent that I did, where we bought digital books, mm-hmm. downloaded them, and then printed them. So we have physical copies of them, which is the the books that we bought aren't like a book you could just go into a store and buy. Yeah. Um. But there's a lot on like how to grow your own food how to field dress an animal, how to like, and sure. Okay. You've gone out and you've field dressed an animal before you've planted a plant once and you think, you know what you're doing. Wouldn't it be nice if you had like a library to kind of refer back to if you or somebody else, like you want to be answering everyone's fucking questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is kind of, I'm just trying to think of like random things. Um, but a good source of, ed- of of knowledge that's very easy digestible because I was cleaning out stuff and I found it again is my old Boy Scout books. Mm-hmm. That, that's all it is, is wilderness survival. And it talks about – and I'm sure that they probably have new ones that are updated with, with modern technology. But they talk about, like, ways to get water, how to make shelter, how to prepare Fuck food. Fuck modern technology. I'd want the old one. That's what I, I would want. I, I'm just saying that the, the one I have, that's yeah. basically what it is. But it's – but and I'm sure they haven't changed that much, but it's still it's it's a very easy read of 
basic survival skills. Yeah. And, you know, there's no reason not at least, okay. And some people are like, okay, what if none of this happens? Mm-hmm. Well, at least you're prepared. I mean, what's the worst if nothing happens and you just use that shit up? Well, you should be cycling through the things that you exactly. have anyways. But but the thing is, is like, but it, the worst is that it doesn't happen and then you just, then that's it. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, what's the worst? You, you prepared for the worst and it didn't happen. Well, now if it did happen, aren't you going to be glad you did? Fuck yeah, dude. You're going to be living a lot better than a lot of other people. Yeah, and you're you're helping your family's situation better. Yeah, but there's I, a lot of resources. There and is, I, and you should be taking advantage of the resources. There's there are bigger people out there doing uh, you know different things on like content on like urban survival. Um, Garantham did a great video. I thought it was a great video on urban survival. Um, number one key to survival is uh, situational awareness <laughs> and your physical health. Um, in my opinion. So <laughs> if you don't get fit, you're going to die. And that's what Grantham said. But yeah. a lot of people literally took that as gospel and they're listening to that, which is fucking awesome yeah. uh, because they should be. And it wasn't because of Grantham, but I have, I did, I hit that wall as well. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to get back after it. Like no excuses. So I think that, that a lot of people need to just kind of look in the mirror. It, that's literally all it takes. Look in the mirror. Like, you know how many times I avoided eye contact with myself in the mirror mm-hmm. because I knew that I wasn't going to be happy with what was looking back at me? Yeah. And that's not just my physique. That's just the, the person that's there. You're not living to the standard that you feel you should be. And if you feel that you should be living to a different standard, then you should be. Yeah. And so do that. Yeah. It's not easy. Pick one thing, start there. Master it, go to the next. Yeah. So if you're if you're into audiobooks <laughs> – uh, listen to, I want to say if you have a membership or like, there's one, like an, an audio, an, an audible level that you can get for free. You don't have to actually get the book, but I think it's called the compounding effect. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, it's a great way to look at things of not having to do like, say you want to how to learn how to rebuild a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's if you look at the whole thing, like that's wow, a whole lot of stuff to do. But if you look at like one little thing, like okay, I'm I'm gonna learn how to you know do this little part, yeah, and then you just add to that and add to that. It's the same with you know survivability. Learn, you know, the first thing I would do is get education, and then also look at your surroundings. We live in a semi-residential but easily accessible to the wilderness, so mm-hmm. we can apply a lot of those things. Some people who are listening to this maybe go like, well, I'm fucking in the middle of Chicago and downtown, the urban jungle. Mm-hmm. Then find a book that's based on that. I guarantee you someone has written a book that's like, hey, if you live in the city and shit hits the fan, this is how you can survive yeah. in this environment. I've seen videos about it like yeah. a long time ago. So there's there's no reason not to get educated on your your situation because everyone's is different and start, and start acting on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to, you know, don't buy that coffee in the morning. Save yeah. that money and use it towards buying, as Elijah said, a couple cans of you know, food yeah, and, you, and store it. Dude, think about how many people are going to lose their mind because they're fucking having caffeine withdrawals. Make it yourself. It's way cheaper. <sighs> well, yeah, it is. And we've been doing the same thing. Um, but, man, yeah, it's just it's crazy when you look at it from just kind of a bird's eye view. Like if you're a bird just kind of flying over everything and looking at 
the things that people choose to get angry about right now, given all of the the luxuries we have. People lose their fucking minds over the dumbest shit. Just imagine if none of the luxuries that we have right now no longer existed. So there is something I did want to mention, too, when it uh, came to the baby formula. There was something mm-hmm. that I heard. I don't know how accurate this is, but I'm just going to throw it out there for those of you that are uh, affected by this. If you go to Amazon, apparent, oh, apparently yeah. you can scroll down to the bottom and switch it from U.S. to Canada, and then you can order formula from Canada because which they is, have no shortage of it. However, which is really weird. two to three week wait. Um, but the sooner you hear about this, the sooner you can act on it, and hopefully it changes your situation. Because I know that there's alternative methods and there's things that you can do to make it work. Yeah. Um, we had to use formula with our son. So I I get it. I understand the importance behind it. We went through because we actually stocked formula when we were uh, stocking stuff in the, yeah. in the past, but it all, had all expired. And What I wonder is, so at what point in, in, in history did formula be invented? I and, couldn't tell you. So, okay. Well, I, I don't expect you to, but... <laughs> but like, what I wonder is, okay, so if, if formula never always existed, right? Mm-hmm. So what did women do for children, say, you know, they didn't, you know, when they stopped drinking milk or, you know, breast couldn't, milk. Couldn't drink Yeah, or couldn't, milk. you know, whatever the situation was, you know, what did they do at that time? Did they just give them, you know, cow milk and maybe it, because Dude, it maybe they wrong? gave them another chick's breast milk. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, that's but, but I know that there's like things like there's like this rice thing. I can't remember because it it's been so long since I've had a baby. Yeah, I but, know that. Well, for our kid, we did. Um, it was like rice cereal, rice and, cereal. But that shit's like there was like choking hazards and a bunch of things that. Yeah, for us, it was it would help fill his tummy and our children pass the fuck out. <laughs> it was awesome. But yeah. yeah, but what I wonder is, okay, you know, maybe this is something for the moms to, to consider, just at least maybe educate yourself of, you know, when they what didn't. What are the alternatives? Yeah, if they didn't have baby formula that hasn't always existed, what, yeah. what was the methods back then? Yeah. If it was truly we just, you know, up to this point, and then after that it was, you know. Yeah. All right, well, you're drinking water now or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. But. Yeah, well, and that's the reason they need all the, they need all of the nutrients. They need all of the, the protein and all that other stuff that they get from the milk. Um, but, like, for, for our situation, um, my wife's going to kill me because there's probably things that I'm missing about this. But um, my son wouldn't latch. So he, yeah. he wasn't getting anything. And so they're like, we're going to try this. We're going to try that. We're going to try this position. We're going to do all of these different methods and it just wasn't working. They're like, he needs to eat. Yeah. And so they gave him formula. And so we, again, tried again and didn't like, dude, it was just like, there was so much, it was 56 hours of labor. Like it was a horrible experience for her. Couldn't even do it vaginally. She had to do it, you know, C-section. C-section. Like that was not the plan. It was just a shit show. Um, and I'm sure a lot of moms, I've even met moms that have had similar situations mm-hmm. to that. Um, so she's not alone. But I could not imagine being in that situation with my wife in that delivery room and then being told there is no formula. Dude. You know what I'm saying? And, and Put it yourself in that Like now, 
compared to where I was. There's no formula. There's no formula. And then two, your child doesn't latch. So then what do you do? Yeah. That's what I like. I've seen like there was even a thing happening um, during the when we were uh, escaping. (laughs) We were escaping. Um, When we were leaving Afghanistan, there was a Marine Mm -hmm. woman that was deployed there. Um, while they were evacuating, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, um, that was breastfeeding an Afghan child that was not hers because it hadn't eaten and it was like dehydrated and stuff. Hmm. So, I mean, it's a, th- it, like a mom knows, you know what I mean? But yeah. then again, it's like, I don't, I don't know the science behind that. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I think from what I understand, less she was lactating and just recently had a child that it would be possible. But if, well, yeah, that was the case. Yeah. She had just got off of like, uh, yeah. So she was still lactating and could produce. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying like chicks could just like give milk. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that works. I'm just saying like, if there was like moms on standby, you know what I mean? Like the oh other options. God. Like I don't know. No, but um, I think – but the reason I'm saying is is if there's any women or even men, if you're in the situation, you know, talking to your wife about it and saying, you know, what if? If that happens, let's let's do some research. Let's yeah. do research while we still have the fucking internet. Yeah. And go, you know, this is our situation. And don't just now. find one alternative. There's always more than one. Yeah, and – you know, find the one that best works for you and then yeah. have a backup plan to that. Yeah. But it's – and that was one thing when you're talking about that. I always wondered, like, what happened or what did we do prior to that? But, you know, that's why I kind of look well, at – Well, everyone like, just breastfed. I know, but – And then, like, if the baby didn't last, well, he ain't going to live. You know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I look at it back from, like, tribal days, you know, like natives and stuff. You know? Survival of the fittest. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. a baby didn't latch. This one's retarded. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they analyze those types of situations back in the day. But yeah. I do know that I feel for these people. Um, I, I Like, my heart goes out to these people. And, like, like I said, I could not imagine going through – anything to that level right now i'm very grateful that i i don't um but yeah, i don't wish upon i don't wish this upon anyone no nobody should have to do this especially children children should never be affected in any way when it comes to this type of shit which they are unfortunately um so how can we bra- branch out from that um and close this out on a positive note i think no i think this was good i think i was glad that we kind of gave constructive stuff um, I think the biggest thing, or if you make it this far, uh, is just take your situation that you're in, in your own hands and do something about it. Yeah. And it's, you don't have to be like crazy radical and oh my God, just, you know, go, Hey, if something happens, I want, I, I want to be able to live, you know, to a certain level for this much time. What do I need to do to make that happen? Yeah. And, you know, do it now. Because even if you start now, let's say you save up enough stuff and it lasts you a month. Well, that's a month farther than you would be than you already are right now. Yeah. You know, it's just start, you know, and it's, you know, if you don't, then don't come complaining that you didn't do shit. Yeah. You know, we 
we told you, other people have told you. So, you know, I promise you, come come begging for me, I'm gonna clap you right in the fucking eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Bolt's a hell of a lot cheaper than the food I got stored. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, I guess on that note, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I I wanted to end it with I had a great thing that I was gonna say, and now I'm so lost. <laughs> Uh, no, okay, so there has been a lot of s- things said over the this podcast, um, but a lot of the people that do listen to this podcast have more of a traditional mindset. What is being said is that the traditional mindset or traditional values are now viewed as extreme. Oh, okay. So yeah. this is what I say to that, and this is how we're going to close this podcast. Traditional values are not extreme. You're just a little bitch. Yep. And with that, have a good night. Have a good night, guys.